episode 89 with Canadian grappling sensation and Desai Pro champion Dante Leon, Toronto's Gabe Sagman Pro Phantomweight, and Michael Hill, Sashido MMA and Ultimate Fighter veteran. Let's do it. How are you folks? Welcome to episode 89 here. Fantastic episode sponsored by our friends at BC Kimonos. Check them out. Uh, we have no code. They're just good friends that uh, have been supporting East Coast and supporting good people since uh, since we started doing events. So check them out online, bckimonos.ca. Uh, I apologize for my uh, appearance. I definitely don't look my best as I just went and trained and got my ass kicked, but it felt really good. And uh, yeah, Anyway, let's get right into a show here, folks. We have three fantastic guests. Uh, the first guest, I want to bring him on right away. He's a guy, if anybody's been following jiu-jitsu, if anybody knows anything about high-level jiu-jitsu, if anybody knows anything about Canadian jiu-jitsu, if anybody knows anything about the best badass dudes in jiu-jitsu right now, this is one of the guys, Dante Leone, folks. I can't say enough about this guy. He's came and competed for us before. He's ripped it up. He's the 2019 World Nogi Champion. He's the Kasai Pro uh, champion, and I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. And this guy's just getting started. He's been doing it since he was a young, young kid, and uh, he's just getting into the prime of it. So uh, let's bring him on right away, uh, representing GF Team, uh, the man himself, Mr. Dante Leone. How are on, you, sir? Man. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad, man. Thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really has. Yeah, we were talking off uh, off air there. It's been a long, long time, and uh, I, I don't know actually when when you came here and competed. But it, like I said, since then, you know, you, you well, I guess we'll get right into how you kind of got into this. One thing that stands out for me, Dante, is is how long you've been committed to this craft of jujitsu and martial arts, and and you're one of those guys who's like really done it since a child, and look at you now. You know, and doing it as a professional and living your whole life based on jujitsu. It's an incredible thing. For sure. Yeah. I started when I was like my first class I ever did, first jujitsu class I ever did, first time I set foot in the gym was a week before my 12th birthday. And now I'm wow. 25 years old. So I'm still really young and I'm still kind of like one of the young up and comers, but I've been doing it a while, man, you know. Yeah, you really have, and that's it. Like, and not only, not just while competing at the high level for a long time, and like Canadian jiu-jitsu has really come a long way because of people like yourself on the scene representing and like competing against the best there is. Is what for one thing about you is you're you're super competitive, and that's one thing that gets you to that level. Is that something that as a kid, like that you've always kind of like pushed yourself were you involved in other sports and you said no that's not for me i, I want to be the baddest dude in the block yeah i played a lot of other sports as a kid you know and my dad uh he practiced martial arts extensively oh. through his life and he never really introduced me too much to anything super legit i kind of would just like kind of mess around with him with some different things and he never really introduced me to anything legit until he thought i was at the age that i could take it serious and then I was kind of at a crossroads between sports you know what I mean I was kind of losing yeah. interest in sports I was losing interest in hockey at the time I was playing triple a and I just kind of was like yeah, I don't want to I don't want to play at this level anymore I kind of want to you know I don't want to play in the summer I don't want to yeah. do this I'd rather just like play hockey when the season was going on and, and try and do something else you know and at that time when I didn't really have anything else to do my parents were just going to let me sit at home and you know do nothing yeah. so 
that's kind of when my dad suggested that I try jujitsu out. It was it was a martial art that he himself would have been interested in doing at the time. It just Ooh. wasn't something very popular at all when he was around. Yeah, and now look at it. Right. What do you think of that? Like, you know, for for a guy like being part of that explosiveness. You know, there's lots of guys on the scene and girls, Canadian, like high level competitors yourself, like guys like Jake, guys like Taza, you know, the list goes on, Ethan, the list goes on and on. I'm missing lots of people. But um, like, what what do you think about that? How far the scene has really come in such a short period of time? It must be it must make you pretty happy with with your achievements and how the work you put in. For sure, I think. Uh, like whenever people ask me about the professionalism of jiu-jitsu now and how there's professional events and they see it advertised yeah. more and more and they see that there's a crowd, I think it's kind of cool to think that I'm I'm kind of one of the first, I'm kind of on the ground floor, one of the first generation guys that can be able to say like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a professional athlete. Like yeah. I compete for money and, you know, I these are the tournaments that I like to do and so on and so forth. Even when it was, you could say that you were a professional at jiu-jitsu, but really were you? I mean, you were kind of competing for free mm -hmm. or for 1500 bucks in a Grappler's yeah. Quest tournament or something like this, you know what yeah. I mean? So times are a lot different now. All the guys you listed, like Ethan and, and Oliver, uh, myself, Jake, I mean, we're, we, we're all guys that can compete at the level yeah. and legitimately say that we're professional competitors. I mean, we can get paid to show up to the tournament. We can make money from selling tickets it's a lot it's a lot different than it ever was even like when i started even when i made the commitment to say that i wanted to be a lifetime competitor and i wanted jiu-jitsu to be my life it wasn't really like that there were money tournaments and there were some brackets that paid but there yeah. weren't these professional events like we see now yeah no that's that's very well said and it's and it's pretty awesome because myself i looked at it and like because we'd be putting on tournaments like you say like for 2500 bucks which is nothing like it's nothing and now you look at what like people like mo and uh, like seth and all these other i don't know who the, like three coast grappling all these other people who are putting on these amazing events uh like the one you're coming up and competing on uh i believe that's still going on correct me if i'm wrong um but yep. like so like all these events like to have those promoters who are willing to be like put in the time and and build the sport and make it look so good to give a platform it's 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 legit like a jujitsu person's uh pretty much dream yeah i mean i don't know how other people felt but like when you were dreaming of being a professional athlete you didn't really dream of uh showing up to like a high school gym and competing <laughs> against 20 other dudes you know it's like so that was true. never really like when i when i dreamed of it it was never really that, that wasn't really in my dreams when i was a kid of, yeah. you know when you everybody thinks of wanting to be a superstar everybody thinks of wanting to be um the best at something when they when they have a competitive nature and you you think of like walking to the ring like like a boxer would or an mma fighter mm -hmm. or somebody in the wwe whatever you know what i mean something like this you know there's smoke there's yeah lasers all kinds of shit it's like it's cool it's just that's what you know it's a professional that's what it sport. Should be. people are there to watch you exactly and yeah with jujitsu before it wasn't really like that you know, yeah. it was show show up here at this time, and uh, yeah. your bracket goes off. There'll be some people watching, but everybody's <laughs> there because they're there to compete. Nobody's there just to like watch you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. To have something like you know, ADCC is cool, and you know, I don't know why I didn't mention Halls and uh, Kasai. Obviously, you know, I forgot about like I don't know why I forgot about those guys, but they're they put on the most badass show on the planet, and it's 
that's what you're talking about. When you can come out and you can compete in a theater like that in front of like, I don't know how many thousand people are there, all fans just to watch you. That's when, and you're getting paid properly to do it. Like that's when, like you say, like, you know, you, you're like, okay, I am all the work that I put in, bam, here it is. And, and then to have you win it, man, like it was, it was really cool to watch. I thought it was a, a pretty cool moment for Canadian jujitsu, in my opinion. So kudos to you. Yeah. For sure. yeah. What's the belt like? Oh, I didn't get the belt. So in Kasai, you don't get the belt unless you uh, won the tournament. Oh, that's right. Like that Grand Prix or whatever. But that's I mean, kind of say I'm the say I'm the champ because mm -hmm. you know I beat champ fair and yeah. square. So is what it is, man. That's what I thought. Well, let's segue right into your next match, I guess. So coming up at the end of the month against Mr. Gary Tonin, how's uh, training going for that? Training's been really good. Um, this this match been in the works for a little while. Yeah, couldn't really coordinate. Um, you know, I don't know if it was with events or with timing. Uh, a little while ago, there was some talk about it, but it was right at the height of the pandemic, so it's tough to kind of get things going. Tough to get, uh, you know, for events to get the kind of like yeah. money and the backing and the clearance from. I mean, a lot of hoops to kind of jump through, but this one seems like everything's on board everything's a go um now you know we're in the last part of yeah the training for us so it's just staying sharp and, and staying healthy and ready that's all it is um this is a fight i really want yeah i think this event and this fight is one that's super exciting for the fans i think this is one that people are going to love to see this is kind of like a ufc fight island where people are going to like just you know be dying to see something like this i mean three great fights coming mm -hmm. out on the main card that we've already seen craig and hulk got released today yeah, um, gordon and his kind of challenge match with Ronaldo. i mean <laughs> that that one's gonna attract fans and then gary and i i mean two of the most exciting guys so it's definitely one that's going to be exciting it's definitely one that people are going to tune in to watch yeah i think i there's no question about it you know like anybody who isn't they uh we're going to promote it a little bit more on our end too like up here in canada and on the east coast for you too because it's a like you said it's in a, in a hell of a, a hell of a match and a hell of a card so far so we'll try to get uh every everybody at least our fans to tune in but uh what what's something that uh i guess going back to the we'll segue i guess right back not off the gary fight right away but like i, I want to kind of talk about how your preparation and going into your training like when you came here for the tournament here you came you went to our club and you worked with jared a little bit my coach and but you spent a lot of time in there kind of like just drilling and, and doing your own thing and your mom was kind of there as like a really really great support and, and i remember that fondly because i thought it was really great like my parents have been really good to me in life and and I think it's a, it was a really cool thing. She was really down to earth. And it was just like, like again, going back to how you did it as a kid, like she was just there as like another day, like a hockey practice there to support you. And uh, I thought it was a really cool to see the behind the scenes of what Dante Leon, I guess, is made of. Yeah, I mean, my training is always on. I'm always training. I'm kind of like just one of those guys who um, I don't really take in seasons and fights can come up at any time. Like we're in the height of a pandemic yeah. and I'm getting offered matches. So I got to be ready and I got to be thankful for that. I mean, my fight with Johnny Tomo was right when coronavirus was like, you know, 
a pretty serious thing. There's no yeah. one in the crowd. There's nobody out there. There's no no spectators allowed, anything like that. So now things are kind of easing up. So it's a little easier to get things going. But I've been getting offers for tournaments since the beginning of May. So wow. there's no excuse. I mean, even though if you have this kind of shelter-in-place order, it doesn't matter if you're a professional. You have to find a way to continue yeah. training and doing your thing, even if it, it your training has to adjust. If you don't have the guys that you can train with, like you don't have the guys that you can do your regular rolling with, you have to find a way to do something. You either have to study more or drill more. Mm-hmm. Uh, go quarantine at somebody's house that you know that has mats or that's that'll accept you and, and train there. I mean, it's not like it is for students. For us, we're professionals, so we have to have a way to keep it yeah. going, you know? Yeah, no, it's that's very true. So is that what you've been kind of doing? Like, because I know you spend a lot of time. Originally, you're from Ontario, but you train, obviously, in the United States. What's the what's going on with you for that? You're living full time in the U.S. still? Yeah, so I've been living yeah. in the U.S. full time. Uh, I haven't been able to go back home due to this yeah. whole pandemic thing and everything about how they are at the border. I can't risk. Like I said, tournaments are coming up anytime. I can't risk two weeks yeah. quarantine in the hotel. I can't risk two weeks, you know, to go back and see family for two days and have to stay, end up staying there for like 21 days or something like that, you know. No. Uh, I just can't risk it right now with everything, with teaching. The gyms are back open here. Everything's nice. kind of trying to open up here a little bit more in Ohio. So we're pretty fortunate for that. Awesome. And um, with all that being said, I mean, I just can't risk kind of going around my training has definitely opened up quite a bit since ohio opened in the beginning of june nice Good. Uh, it was kind of like you know touch and go there for a while classes where no one could make contact where no one could really get close to each other but mm-hmm. again you have to adapt you have to adjust and uh yeah. overcome with that but through the whole pandemic i was training still you know two and three times a day and nice. lifting some days as well I have mats at the house and have uh, people here who I train with regularly who are also instructing at the gym on that. So we're able to get together and keep our training up. Yeah, that's so smart. And like you said, you, as a professional athlete, that's important. That's what you got to do, right? Like other, like if you're not, someone else is, right? And I've been seeing your posts, your Instagram, like doing a lot of lifting. Is that something you specifically wanted to add? Like use this time to gain a little more strength in a certain area or? Uh, you know, I always lifted and I always had the gym here. So like whatever I'm posting on there is just something that fans really like that content. People really like to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't post too much of like my jujitsu because everybody posts about the jujitsu and everybody posts about what they're doing and <laughs> everything like that. So uh, yeah. you got to have something that's a little different, something that people think's unique and that they like. Uh, it's something that I enjoy doing and it's something as simple as turning the phone on for 30 seconds on for like my last lift on leg day or on bench or, or whatever you know and it's something cool that people enjoy watching mm-hmm. so my lift has always been going on but i had more time to kind of focus on it yeah especially the months of like march and april when there was just nothing going on there were no tournaments or anything going on mm-hmm. it gave me a good opportunity to be able to not really worry about weight not really worry about uh, what my body was doing and kind of just try and pack on some strength, pack on some muscle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dangerous. nothing really too out of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. How do you pack on muscle to you, man? Oh, man, I mean, <laughs> I have to uh, – it's, it's, it's like kind of a 
tricky thing, you know, like my, my lifting program is kind of to maintain strength and build strength without having the volume that's so high that I put on a lot of mass. Mm, yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to put on lean muscle and then try and cut back down to a weight like what I'm going to be fighting at. The mm. fight's going to be at 170. So if during like my downtime I'm putting on lean muscle and I'm walking around at 190 or 195 and I'm yeah. pretty lean, I mean, it's going to be tough to get down. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my weight cutting down pretty well, but I have to keep things in mind. You know, I, as much as I'd like to be super jacked and swole, I, I can't. So mm-hmm. I kind of have to keep things uh, moderate. But during the times of the year that I can be a little bit heavier and, and you know, pack on a little size, I, I do take advantage of it because I think it's good to do that. I think it's good to not stress your body out being so lean. I think yeah. that's when injuries are kind of lingering when your body fat's low, your sleep's running a little, little poor, your, your nutrition is, uh, you're working in a deficit, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's good sometimes to eat a lot, drink a lot of water, get a lot of sleep, you know, eat some shitty food and get big. You know what I mean? Like that, that's when I feel the best as far as my joint health and, and muscles cool. and things like that. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I don't know a lot of science behind that stuff, and I'm not by any means like a, a high level athlete. But you know, when I I when I roll and when I train, when I have a little bit of weight on me, like that little bit of extra fat, like I'm never getting hurt. But as soon as I'm like under that weight, that threshold that I don't feel comfortable, I always get hurt. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. That's just you know, fat guys don't get injured. It's an old saying, <laughs> and that's the truth, man. I mean that stuff protects those joints it protects those muscles there's a little extra you know lubrication or whatever you want to call it for your body you know but when i'm getting into this state where i'm getting close on weight i'm really lean i'm, I'm kind of dried out as far as like fat content percentage mm-hmm. in the body this is when the training needs to be super specific and really focused on um not fucking anything up you know not yeah. hurting yourself so I mean, this is when the injuries are most prevalent, I think, at this time when you're when everything is kind of coming down, you know, your sleep, you might not have a good night of sleep and you might have a couple of rough days in a row, but you need to stay on your diet or you need to monitor your weight. So you might need to adjust things and, and get an extra workout in, get an extra sweat in. So that's the time when you're going to be the most vulnerable. Interesting. Yeah. Very well said. Do you use anything to track that? Do you use an app or anything or just overall through the years, you just kind of know your body? Yeah. I don't really, I don't really go too much about like tracking anything super specific. Uh, when you do it for a long time and you've, and you've gone through a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways, my belief is the best way to find what works for you is to try everything you can until you find what really works. And, uh, everybody's body is different. You know, everybody's going to respond differently to different methods and diets. There's people out there who like to fast and do different things like this. I mix in a lot of different things that really work for me and me specifically. And I might suggest them to somebody and they might Mm. just not work. You know, I'm not following the Dolce diet or anything specific. It's kind of things that I've, I've done over the years that I see that work the best for me. So it's really about knowing your body. Yeah. The Dante diet. 
We'll call. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, again, I got to thank you for joining me. It's been a long time. It's probably been four or five years since we spoke. I know we, we tried to get you up for a seminar or something one time, but you've been a gem, uh, always really pleasant to deal with and always really great for the Canadian scene and representing it well and, and competing hard, man. So we have tons of love for you here. And just uh, one last question for you before you go. Uh, any advice I ask this to all of our guests, like, for somebody, you know, aspiring grapplers, like, you know, coming from a small town, you know, in Canada, they'll want to get to the level of living full time in the United States, being a professional athlete, competing at the highest level, being a champion. How do they get there? Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, I grew up in a town in Harrow, Ontario, southern Ontario, like southernmost point, 3000 people as a population. Yeah. Um, we don't really have a whole lot in our, our sports. Even in high school, we had just a few sports for males and a few sports for females. Wrestling was definitely not on there. And I don't know anybody that I went to high school with, maybe one other person that even practiced jujitsu. So, wow. you know, and maybe like you could count on two hands how many people really even knew what it was. So yeah. it's not really about where you come from. It's It's about... Uh, yourself. I still don't live in the jiu-jitsu hotbed. I live in Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I, I I teach and train full-time in Toledo, Ohio. It's the Midwest of the United States. It is not known as uh, Texas or to be on the level of Texas or, or Miami or San Diego as far as jiu-jitsu goes in this country. So it's not a jiu-jitsu hotbed, but I'm here, you know, and I want to be the best and, and I'm taking the steps to be the best that I can be and one of the best in the world. So it all comes down to who you are. You know, I don't think that when you start jujitsu, you should start with my mindset. You know, I never had this mindset until I really made the decision that I want to do it. I started jujitsu one day a week, two days a week, three days a week. I went a month without training. You know what I mean? Things like that. I started just pretty much like everybody else did. I didn't start six days a week, balls to the walls, not missing a day jujitsu cool. is my life you know it just always built on on and on yeah have i been training six and seven days a week for a long time yeah a really long time but mm-hmm. that's not really how i started the, the love kind of built you know it's like yeah. a relationship you know you start going all out that intensity is going to die off and uh probably going to find out you really don't like each other so yeah start slow let that love and that passion build and be honest about it if you really want to do it then you know, you have a lot of examples out there of people to follow and people that you can talk to and see, myself included, and yeah. kind of learn how we do it. Man. Mic drop. Man, super articulate. Very well said, Dante. Uh, you know, I, I can't say much better. Uh, that was very well said. And, and how can anybody reach out there? How can they get in touch with you? And I'm active on Facebook and Instagram, Dante Leon on Facebook and at Dante Leon BJ on Instagram. I do my best to answer everybody um, that has a question or a comment or anything like that. I do my very best to answer everybody uh, the best I can. So awesome. Uh, I appreciate all the messages that I get. I appreciate everything. I get more messages about like lifting and eating than I do about jujitsu. So <laughs> if you got a question about anything like that, trust me, I mean, I think that outweighs jujitsu questions like three to one. So ask whatever. Yeah, you're always really available and very good to deal with and talk to, man. So lots of love for Nova Scotia. You got big fans out here, man. Keep representing, keep doing great things. And uh, yeah, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us.
anybody wants to make it out this way to the States, everybody's welcome, especially uh, the Jiu-Jitsu family out in Canada, man. You guys, awesome. East Coast, whoever, you know, you guys are ever out this way, especially once things kind of slow down with yeah. these uh, borders being closed and the pandemic. Everybody's welcome where I am. Awesome. There you go. Get in touch with them, folks, Mr. Dante Leone. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah, man. Take talk. I can't even speak tonight. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you train, folks, and then you come home and you shower and you go ring and do a podcast with no break. What a great guy. Uh, I've been a big fan of Dante for a while, so uh, really, really proud of him uh, for what he's done for Canadian grappling uh, and, uh, yeah, what he's done in the scene. Let's segue right into our second guest here, another guy, uh, a fantastic grappler, a black belt under uh, Toronto BJJ, uh, Mr. George Brito. Um, so Gabe Sagman is his name. He's a bantamweight in Canada with a record of 6-4. and four. He's competed all over the world. This guy's an absolute stud, not only on the mats. He's uh, he's really, really talented stand-up as well. He's had some really tough fights. Recently coming off a win for Elite One here on the East Coast against Morgan Rhines. Uh, looked really, really good in the fight and uh, super eager to get back in there as well. Um, so let's bring him on here. Training out of the House of Champions uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, Mr. Gabe Sagman. How are you? Hey man, I'm doing well. That was that's quite the introduction. <laughs> hey, I've been practicing it all night. Yeah. <laughs> How you been, man? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've been, you know, not too bad. Obviously, uh, you know, training is a little, a little more restricted right now with, with yeah. everything going on in the world. But uh, you know, I'm still doing what I can, uh, getting my road work in. Uh, finally, now I'm back with uh, my team here in uh, Stony Creek, Hamilton. So, uh, so you guys are open your train again? Well, we have our uh, we have our opening on uh, Monday, actually. Nice. So we have a, we're we're open back to the public on Monday. Awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, other, aside from that, we had uh, we had a, a few guys. Um, you know, we have Kyle Nelson in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a small group of guys quarantined here, uh, just just staying sharp. Nice. Well, it's important, man, for like, like I just spoke to Dante about like you, same as you, you're professional athletes that are trying to get to a certain level in this sport. You can't just stop. It doesn't work that way, you know? So it's, it's nice to hear that you've been still training and, and uh, keeping busy, man. So are you at the club right now or at home? Well, I'm home. I did, I did a little, little training earlier. But nice. Cool. Chilling. I like the banner. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it was a good time to, to get, get this in here. There you I was go. gonna have this for my my last fight actually, uh, that one fell through, unfortunately. Who but uh, who was that okay. for? That was gonna be for uh, BTC. I was supposed to fight for their their flyweight title. Dave but, Henry. Uh, I was gonna fight uh, James Clark. Oh, James Clark. But, That's uh, where he beat him. Yeah, he had he got like an injury last minute. It was like the Friday, like a, like basically like a weekend a week before weigh-ins. Oh no! Uh, Man, yeah, we tried. We tried to find a replacement, but just you know, that amount of time is really yeah. tough. This game is so hard. What do you like? What? I, like I spoke to you about that before. Like uh, you know, you're a guy. I actually, when I used to do sub series events, uh, I, I've actually known about you for a while because uh, Thomas Beach used to tell me all about you back in the day. Oh, right he, on! Yeah, he, he was like, "This kid is a badass, man. <laughs> this kid is really, really." And your brother as well. I believe you have a brother. Yeah, my brother uh, Ruben Sagman. Yeah, we we came up together. Yeah, uh, like when I started my my jujitsu journey. Well, basically our whole lives we've been training martial arts. So 
Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So that's that's how I knew. Uh, and he he messaged. He's like, "This kid, man, he's gonna be a champ. He's gonna be the champ. He's really, really great. You got to go on a show." But at that point, I wasn't really doing them anymore. But so, like, I gotta ask you, like, why why transition in MMA from jujitsu? Like, what you just did? You kind of wanted to challenge yourself, or was it something that was always the plan? Yeah, I think it's kind of something that was was always the plan. You know, like I started yeah. with uh, karate when I was eight years old. I got my, my black belt in that. And then around that time, I started uh, noticing the UFC, uh, reading up on jujitsu. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like a small, skinny kid at the time. I'm, I'm more kind of just interested in, in self-defense and, and gaining mm -hmm. the, the confidence, knowing that I, I have the, the ability to defend myself. Yeah. So when I, when I read about, you know, grappling and what, what if somebody takes you down, that's like a whole other world. So yeah. I was kind of kicking myself like, damn, I've been wasting all my time doing this this karate and don't get me wrong karate is a great uh, sure you know it's a great background uh i think especially for for kids like for myself it was good to develop just the the discipline and the coordination and everything yeah. to, to learn learn any martial art after that but, everything has its benefits its pros and cons for sure yeah so when i started at toronto bjj like they you know it's a lot different now right now it's more of they're more pretty much just purely jiu-jitsu gym they offer yeah. jiu-jitsu for everyone like kids families when i first started there it was it was a lot more rugged you know we had um was that the gym on Bloor? uh was it Bloor? yeah right by right by uh College. yeah that's right by yeah. was that place like sneaky pete's up that way um, what the hell sneaky pete's what am i talking about what's that bar <laughs> what's that bar on the corner yeah, i think there? you're thinking of uh, sneaky d's sneaky maybe? d's yeah but they're at no they're at college and bathers they're a little further away a little further okay yeah. but anyway so they had uh like they had everything we had uh ainsley robinson was teaching there at the time uh, olympic yeah uh, canadian olympian uh we had uh, we had muay thai like we had all this stuff but, uh, you know, I always, I always had that, that, uh, competitive side in me. So it's kind of hard, you know, when you're like a, a little teenager, it's kind of hard to just jump straight into MMA. So yeah. jiu-jitsu is, I kind of just, uh, the best you know, way. Fall, fall in love with jujitsu, kind of, kind of lean more towards that. And I think at the time it made more sense to really just, you know, build, build my base up in the one discipline and get, get really good at that. Yeah. And then that kind of gave me my my foundation for MMA. It's funny when you say that because you look at you fight and like your striking is really crisp. It's really good, like really good. And like I always am amazed at how like guys who are so good on the ground can like when I guess that's becoming a complete athlete, you know, when you can put it all together and you look good doing it anywhere, it's it's a you this sport, you can tell someone who's shitty and not like it, like pretty pretty easily, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to to Krulin, House of Champions. Like he's he's trained some of the best in uh, yeah MMA, kickboxing, uh, a, lot, a lot of champions. You know, so you can't you can't go wrong training with him. But mm. I always did like a little bit of uh, cross training here and there, like a little bit of Muay Thai. Nice. Um, but it's just you know it's just the same uh it's the same mentality you you bring to to any skill set like i you know i was competing at a high level in jiu-jitsu we're working my way up the ranks yeah. uh you know i was competing on the world stage i, I won a few a couple uh world nogi titles won won some of the bigger ibjjfs yeah 
Um, so, you know, you can apply that, that same uh, dedication to anything you can, you can get good at it. Yeah, that's very true. I guess it's, did you notice a difference between the jujitsu competition and then like stepping in the cage? Like there's gotta be a little bit like, I, I'm terrible at jujitsu competition. I like, I'm not a, a guy that could, like, I really struggle with it. I couldn't imagine making that walk. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, MMA, obviously it's a lot more individual, so yeah. ev everything is just towards this this one moment, you know, like all, all eyes are on you and, uh, you know, it's just the, the one fight. You just have to be sharp for that one fight versus like Seven. wrestling mm -hmm. or jujitsu. You got to think, uh, you know, depending on how big your bracket is, you're in for a number of matches. So you might yeah. have to think about pacing yourself a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it's just a different environment. Like it's still, it, it can still be a lot of pressure for, for jujitsu, you know, like, uh, yeah. like competing at the, at the Walter pyramid in, in California, that was a big venue, big crowd, a lot of people there. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't the only guy competing. Like when I had my matches or there there's other matches going on, but I still have my coach screaming at me. I still have like a lot of eyes on me. It, it's still yeah. So yeah, I feel true. like that was a big advantage, uh, just competing at a high level in, in another sport. And then from there going on to MMA, it's not quite as daunting when, when you have those, those lights on you mm -hmm. and, and knowing that, that people are watching. It's yeah. kind of like I, I've been there before in a sense. A little bit, you can, I guess, yeah, ch channel those emotions a little bit easier. And I guess the more you do it, the better it becomes, right? Like the, Like anything, the more you push. But for me, it doesn't. It seems to get goddamn worse for me. I don't know. I, I, I hate it myself. <laughs> but uh, like yeah. you know, you got to be willing to push through it. But one thing I wanted to ask you about, like fighting in Romania, like I've been over to the to Eastern Europe, and it's such an amazing, beautiful part of the world. Is like why Romania? Was that an agent thing, or just an opening, or is it like what's the deal? Uh, with yeah, that was that was mostly just my management. Um, you know. Um, uh, Cruel Lin being of uh, Romanian descent, he, you know, he was, was born there. He has uh, connections there. His, nice. uh, his uh, brother actually works as a, as a referee as well. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, he's connected. He's a connected man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's a, well, they put on a hell of a show. What a beautiful production. Oh yeah. Their, their production is right, right up there with uh, some of the, the top promotions in my opinion. No, no question. I've watched like a, a like beautiful show. There's like even like shows like KSW. There's some really high level shows around the world. It's 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 yeah. Pretty, it's the sport is definitely coming along for sure. Like all the local promotions now at least are like slowly getting to like maybe that level. Do you know where, where it used to be just like fighting in a like shitty old rink? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, you know they're with the. European culture, they make uh, they make a pretty big uh, show out of it. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. They do. What are the fans like? Uh, they're they're cool, man. They're they're really appreciative. Like they're nice. um, you know, they're they're real friendly. Like you know, some places they might they might boo you if you're a foreigner. Mm -hmm. or, you know, if you're against the hometown guy. But I think they're they just uh, they're they're very appreciative of, of martial arts and the fighting culture there. So I feel um despite you know being far away from home overseas i feel uh, very at home fighting nice 
Cool. That's good to hear. They don't spit on you and throw garbage at you <laughs> like other countries. No. I don't know if that's not, true or not, but not Connor. Like, not like Brazil from, from what oh, I hear. Man, it's crazy. Craziness. What do you think of the whole UFC situation? The whole fight island. Are you happy with it? Uh, yeah. I mean, from from what I've seen and what I can tell, um, they're they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, Agreed. You know, just with the amount of testing and, and everything, it's uh, it's awesome because you know, obviously, uh, you know, us as athletes, we want to keep this dream alive. Uh, we we want to keep going and climbing yeah. the ranks and everything. So, yeah, I, yeah, great. I think it is great as well because it not, it not only gives you guys motivation, it gives promotions motivation too. Cause they're like, well, if they're coming back, like they're not giving up, not that the, you know, it's a UFC, no one's, but it's, it just, you know, they're the, they're the leader in, in our, our end of the market, I guess, in Western. So it's, you look at it and you're like, if they're, if they're going to still push, it, it just kind of gives you that motivation. If, if they kind of were on the shelf and now you see Bellator coming back and one FC yes. and everybody doing shows. And like you see people doing shows. Like I saw someone last week doing a show in Florida. There was like 150, 200 people there, like right in the middle of the hotbed <laughs> of Florida. They don't give a shit. Oh, people had no masks on. They didn't give a shit at all. And that's like, well, good for them, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a tricky thing because, you know, obviously there's a, the health and safety aspect, yeah. but then, you know, depending on, on who you are, you know, everyone's affected by this differently. So yeah, that's you know, it. people want to be able to support themselves and put, uh, put money on the table. And well, this is the thing, and, like, you know, like you see people like we're, we can't run our business because there's people like a commission understandably, right? Like that's how it works. Like it's a regulated government entity. So there's nothing you can do about it, but it's, it's weird because like you see other things like, like, like randomly we're, we're doing really good out here in the East coast. And I have to say the government and the healthcare has done really well. Everybody's been listening yeah. as a, as a group in the community out here, we have a nice Atlantic bubble and everybody seems to be following the rules and we haven't had a case. Like we might have one case in the last two weeks, I think maybe, or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we're really doing well, but you also see random, like, like kids baseball games going on. And I'm like, what? Hold on here. <laughs> like What? Yeah, I think I think I saw uh, something like that the other day uh, at a at a park not too far away. Yeah. But, so uh, is yeah. it like? And I'm not a hater by any means. I'm like, go hit that home run, right? But I'm just jealous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I feel like you know, majority of people like we we really don't have a clue. You know, there's a lot of information out there, but there's yeah. there's still so much we don't know about. You know how you're how you're going to contract this and yeah i mean with with baseball and stuff like that i think at least you're outside so there, there's more air circulation yeah. in your way you're not sweating on one another i guess is a help yeah. <laughs> but still uh, i want to get events going gabe we got to get you guys fighting again man oh yeah <laughs> but like i'll be ready you know me i put our proposal we put our proposal like john my, my business partner worked really hard on it and we put it in and uh, it's a really great proposal so we're, we're shut down now until 2021 and, and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, one question I did want to ask you, um, it's about, so you lost to Jamie. And in my opinion, at, at the time, that was kind of like the, the Bantamweight fight in the country, obviously Chad's out there on the West coast too. And there's a couple other guys yeah. in the mix, but uh, then you came back and you won your next fight, I mm -hmm. believe. So what, what, like, what was the whole, 
like was there something that kind of changed there because i know that was a really tough fight for you against jamie mentally and physically did, did you take anything out of that fight moving forward um i mean yeah yes and no like he's you know jamie's a tough kid he's a grinder yeah. um you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I, I did like, I did get sick not, not too long after the fight. Um, actually like that same night I was, I was uh -huh. waking up at like three 30. I had like some, some ab abdominal pains. I was kind of like burping up, uh, you know, just kind of gassy. And yeah. then, like, even, even before the fight, um, um, I was, you know, in the back, in the back warming up uh just doing like kind of like a light roll like a flow roll with uh, yeah. julian arosa he was there uh helping one of his guys and then like even just after like a a short roll like i felt like i felt like i was kind of kind of gasped like i wasn't fully there like i felt i felt off but maybe yeah. like the onset of whatever i caught it was kind of too early for me to to really really tell and and obviously you know when you're in that yeah you're in that state that, that you know your your coach is there like my coach pushes me he's he's holding pads he's helping get me in the zone like i've i made all that sacrifice i was in uh, vegas for that fight at the pi uh you know i put a put a lot of work in so yeah. you never want to uh you, you never want to let that all go to waste um but you know i definitely felt that that affected me in, in that fight and, most likely and, did uh, again you know i'm not saying the result you know, result might have been the same, but I think it would have been a, a different fight if I was healthy. Mm -hmm. But uh, but either way, you know, it was a good experience going to three rounds and just you know knowing how highly uh, re regarded Jamie is. That's uh, yeah, you know, that's something that I can be proud of. I guess. Sure, I I, I also think that I think it was a, a really great fight between two really high level athletes, and you know, win or lose, you should hold your head high, in my opinion. Like, I think it's probably got to be the hottest, probably, division in the country. Bantamweight. It's a lot of really, yeah. there's a lot of really good divisions, but Bantamweight is a, a lot of a lot of guys. Yeah, it's stacked for sure. It really is. We were trying to get that Bantamweight tournament together there. So, I don't know. That's our plan <laughs> in the future. We're trying to get to oh, yeah. maybe some yeah. tournaments. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Like, uh, I'm always open to uh, to one one thirty five. Uh, I was pushing for that that one twenty five. So we might, you, feel? you know. Uh, so crazy thing, like I actually felt really good uh, getting my weight down for for one twenty five. Like I was towards the end of my last training camp. I was I was waking up at like one thirty four, one thirty five. Um, I did, I did a few, uh, body, body comp tests, yeah. uh, just to see where, you know, um, like where I was drawing from lo losing the weight. And I went down, I think I was at like 11.5 body fat, like somewhere around there, 11.4 down to like, um, seven, 7.3. So, and that was in the span of a month, like from when I fought, uh, Morgan, to like a month later holy smokes so, so after good. that fight after that fight i was just you know a couple days like the sunday whatever i had the flight back sunday monday uh right back to the grind right back in the fight camp 
Wow. Nice. Well, that's well, good to hear. That's a, you know, it's, it's, it's because as you get older, a lot of guys go older, right? Not the opposite. So that that's good to hear, man. Um, well, before I let you go here, first of all, I want to thank you for joining us. You know, you, you and I have uh, been chatting for a while and you're really supportive. One thing I, I thought was really cool if you was like, we're here, we are about to bang off our first event. And this is stuff that I remember, you know, very fondly because, you know, as promoters, you deal with a lot of bullshit as you know, yeah. and, and you sent us a really nice message like the day of the fight or the day before, or, or, and just like, Hey man, have a, have a good event. And you know, a, a couple of days before I think it was, and it was just a, a, a cool thing. I thought that, uh, you know, you didn't have to do it. And I thought it was just something simple. You're always just like, Hey, you know, I'm always ready. Like just kind of being supportive and it's just a, a genuine thing, man. So I want to thank you for that. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, man, you know, like I, I can feel the vibe from you guys. Like, I feel like, uh you know you're in you're in this sport for the right reasons you want to create a platform to to you know help us all thrive and yeah and put on these great shows for for the love of the sport so you know anything that's just going to help the sport grow and uh especially locally it, it's a, it's a lot tougher for us um you know starting mm -hmm. out if you haven't made it to one of those bigger promotions yet you know those mm -hmm. are the guys that need it need it the most so i'm, I'm always always there for the support Awesome. Well, it means a lot, you know, it's not forgotten. And uh, if everybody supported like that, it, you know, everybody's day would be a lot better. So keep being a gem, man, keep being you and, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get you on a card soon. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, so yeah, my handles uh, right there. I don't know if you can see it, but basically just uh, Sam Samurai Sagman. You can find me on most stuff. Mostly uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, I got my athlete page on, on Facebook, uh, Gabe Samurai Sagman. Okay. Um, Twitter, Twitter. I'm not using too much right now, but uh, yeah, don't got, blame me. Got that too. So it's fucking garbage. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys can follow me there. Cool, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'm sure it won't be the last time we get you on here. We'll chat soon. There you have it, folks. Gabe yeah. Sagman. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank Cheers. you. Great guy. Another fantastic interview. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by our sponsors at BC Kimonos. Check them out online, bckimonos.ca. Great service, local products made in British Columbia by my man, Brett Cooper. Makes them himself. Sews them all together, I promise. All right, let's get on to our final interview here. Uh, we'll save the... I don't know if we'll save the best for last. I don't want to offend the other two guys. But Mr. Michael Hill, this is a guy. He's a, uh, an Ultimate Fighter veteran. He's a staple name in Canadian MMA scene. He's been at this game a hell of a long time with a record of 11-4-1. He's fought the who's who uh, in Canada and beyond. Um, you know, they call him the mercenary. I want to chat to him about that. And uh, he's based out of uh, Powell River, uh, British Columbia, is where he's originally from, and uh, trains at Toshido MMA with the, the crew there. So let's bring him on uh, again. One of the men of the, he's like one of the faces of Canadian MMA. He's been at this a long time. So, Mr. Michael Hill, let's bring him on. How are you, sir? <laughs> How are you? Awesome, man. Good. Thanks for joining us. How you been? I like that intro, man. Thank you. Cool. That's true, <laughs> man. It's true. I've been following you for a hell of a long time, dude. How you been training? You've been keeping up with everything? Yeah, man. You know, doing the best I can, right, with what's going on in the world. But uh, very grateful every day for where I live. Um, here in Powell River and, you know, BC and, uh, especially, right? Um, yeah. You know, we're not locked up in our hotel rooms and, you know, we're allowed out and, you know, I got my family around me. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's safe. So can't ask for much better than that. 
No, very well said. I, I I love your Instagram and your social media. Like you're always out. That's the thing about all you guys out in BC. Everybody's so active and and doing so many things. Like you're out mountain climbing or rappelling or fishing or whatever it is. I love that, and I love following your feed because you're always kind of out doing beautiful things like that. What'd you do today? <laughs> what did I do today? Uh, it's a bit of a easier day, man. Today I um. I've been part of a project for uh, since this all happened. I, I, I met a guy. I started training a guy, and um, he's part of a, a recovery house. Oh, cool. Right? So it's a free recovery house. And um, so men from all over BC and Canada can kind of come here wow. for free, and uh, they can get clean. And, um, yeah, so I've kind of been training the boys, training them boxing, taking them out on some adventures and uh, – wow. You know, That's just trying to get awesome. to know them a little bit better. And so today was Wednesdays is all for that. I, I do that once a week. And uh, so Wednesdays is for those guys. Very cool. And then, and then, yeah, and then before this, I had to go buy my daughter a fish before she gets home tomorrow because I ended up killing her fish the other day. So <laughs> I had to go, uh, had uh -oh. to go buy another fish so she doesn't notice. <laughs> Yeah, I said, that's that's a for the first part of that story. That's a that's a really great thing for you to do. I think you know, and I think a lot of fighters could actually do that. That's that's a really interesting thing that you that you kind of said there because a lot of fighters could give back in that way. I think too, you know, a lot of because people, whether you think some people they may not think it or not, but people look up to fighters, man. People look up to you in the community, and especially guys like you have been fighting at the high level for a long time. Yeah, that's a big part of why I do what I do, man. Um, you know, oh, it's uh, a lot of people just that we go in there and we're violent and we just like to fight inside a cage. And um, but over, you know, at least like the last five years, it's been um, really, really opened my vision to to what I'm actually doing for people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all over the world. I mean after getting off the ultimate fighter and, and from then on, like it's, you know, just my journey as a fighter, my journey as a father, um, my journey through injuries. Um, you, you really, if you put yourself out there and you talk about your story, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're saving one person's life or, you know, 10 per 10 people's lives, right. You're, uh, it's, really opens your eyes and, and, and you want to keep going because of that. Um, there's nothing else like fighting. I mean, uh, you know, each fight camp's like a different chapter, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah. you're always, you're always learning new things about yourself and you're always helping someone else um, out during that chapter. And, uh, and then, you know, people get to follow you and, and, and watch you fight and compete and see all your hard work and, and uh, join in on, on, you know, the victory, or if you lose, then, you know, they get to watch you pick up and uh, yeah. uh, see where you go from there. Right. Motivate yourself and bring yourself back to that level again. Right. And did that all change for you? Like uh, you said, the last five years, I know you're, you're a father of like four, four beautiful kids. If I correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, just one. Those other three rascals are my nephews and my niece. Oh, geez, I'm definitely wrong, man. <laughs> I'm adding fuel to the yeah, fire. Yeah, no, no, Uncle Mike, man, Uncle Mike. Nice. Well, yeah. Everyone thinks that, man. It's not It's not a bad thing. It's all no, good. exactly. Yeah, Beautiful I know those kid. are my little nephews and my niece. 
Yeah, dude, very blessed. And um, I'm just so thankful every day. You know, it's uh, it's one of the best feelings in the world, man, being a, being a dad and being an uncle. And, and, and of course, you know, I, I get to look at these little guys all, all the time. Just that's my world. That's, that's my movie, right? So, yeah, um, you know, I do, I do it for them now. Yeah, that's inspiring. I like hearing that. Very cool. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit of your your fight, your I guess your fight life too. Like going back to the Ultimate Fighter, what 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 changed for you coming out of that experience? Like uh, like you said, you can now your you, your platform, you can use it for a lot of good things. Is that the biggest thing you kind of took out of it, or, or I guess the the whole fight training was there a lot of things that you picked up in that regard, or? Um, I think I got you kind of breaking up a bit, but, um, yeah, the ultimate fighter, what I took, what I took from it, man, uh, the biggest thing I took from it was just mentality, uh, just a stronger fighter mentality. Um, and, and you need that when you get in the big show. So, um, obviously I was pretty young in the show, um, think I was one of the first fighters that like had ever made it to the show in such a short, short amount of time with the experience I had yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't I didn't have the mental strength to go through that show and and uh, succeed uh, um, so I just I just hadn't gone through that and uh, I, I feel like there's different steps to success in life and um, and so the, the ultimate fighter was was a huge one because uh, well, at the end of the, the last show, Dana White circled all, all us up and he said, you know, there's 16 of you guys here, right? Only one or two of you are going to make the UFC from the show. 10 of you are never, are never going to fight again. Whew. Three of you will social media and be a different person. And one of you will change your fucking name. And, and wow. I looked at him and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I got off that show and you, and you know, it was, it, 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 you're on TV now. You're, you're a celebrity for yeah. a year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, I wasn't too happy with my performances. And, um, you know, just the way I kind of acted on the show as well. Yeah. Um, during that, like let, that, let me bang that famous "let me bang" video. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was just, it was just tough mentally because I wanted to do, do so well. Like that's what I worked my ass off for my whole entire life when you told me I couldn't do it, and um, I just wish I did a little bit better. Um, but if I went in the UFC, then I probably wouldn't be fighting today. Yeah, uh, because I wasn't ready for the UFC. The UFC is a fucking it's, it's a it's a who's who, man. It's a nightmare. It's it's hell out there. Like you know, all the best fighters in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a monster, man. And you yep. see all these guys, you know, getting getting these records like seven and zero, eight and zero, and then Dana White, the UFC, calls them up and. They've, they haven't traveled to far distances. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't had any experience fighting tough guys. They haven't had any experience fighting in big crowds. Um, 
they're not used to any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been through tough times, you know, or very few tough times. I mean, I can't speak for anyone. Everyone goes through tough times, right? No. Everyone has their own their own story. But if you're seven and oh, um, but you know, it's... get to that. Like you're not, if you're seven and zero, you're not going through the same adversity as a guy who's coming off a couple losses and then comes back with a couple wins, right? And that's what I mean, man. Like, and that's what I said about you know, there's different steps to success, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you know, failure is a step to success, right? Falling down is a, a step to success. Losing is a step to success. Mm -hmm. Right, but quitting, quitting isn't man. Quitting, you, 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 once you quit, you're done. And you know, there's a bunch of Canadian fighters or you know, fighters that I follow that you don't see them anymore once they lose, or once they lose two, they get kicked out of the UFC, and then they're they're done. Right, their time yeah. is done. Um, Why do you think guys, that is? Man, I mean, I, I I mean, everyone's different, man. Yeah. Um, it's fighting fighting is fucking it's it's literally dude it's, it's i mean it's the toughest thing in the world next to war like on the on the brain on the on the mental side of it man you're training for eight weeks against someone who's training anywhere else trying to fucking kill you or take your head off yeah nuts right and uh that's why you know i listened to your podcast the other day with and you were talking about uh you know there's a bunch of gym warriors and you know there's there's the guys on fight week that, that, that have the chicken flu. They catch the chicken flu and fight week as a promoter. You know how many people back out? Yeah. Lots. Right? And then there's the guys that they, they make the, they make the walk, but they're not the same fighter when, when they, they fight. Right. Um, they, they can't handle the pressure. Mm -hmm. They can't handle losing. Um, yeah. You know, it's, that's, that's all they have. Right. Is that. It's incredible to watch a guy do that like an athlete like yourself to go there and live in the moment, like to be like happy in the moment, you know, it's like here, I'm finally, the training camp's done. Now I get to punch this guy's face or, or go to work, you know, and that's for me as a promoter and as a fan more. So that's what I want. Like, like you said, all these, man, I don't even respond to half the messages anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Like I used to respond to a lot of these messages, but now I'm just like, I can't, you got to register. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be tough being a promoter, man. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. I, I you know, I, I always tell myself that one day I want to put on fights or something. But uh, you know what? I, I, I sometimes think, too, even a smaller show with, like, I've been to so many gyms in BC, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm well-respected everywhere I train. I've trained, you know many places around the world. And um, I think I could pull together a, a good handful of fighters yeah. that would, would always step up to fight. I don't know about their opponents, but, um, you know, I got a grip of like 10, 10 BC fighters that I would love to help pave their way to the big show. And I know they'd show up to fight and, and get them good fights. Right. But um, it's, it's a lot of work, man. I, uh, yeah. you know, I know, um, just from just from being part of XFFC with Darren Cliff and mm -hmm. you know the, the stuff he goes through as well, right? I so so close with that guy and he his promotion, fighting for him so many times. But uh... yeah, he's a good guy for Canadian martial arts. He's done a lot a lot for uh, 
for fight events. Like I've been following him again for a long time too. Gives a lot back to the community, it seems. So that's uh we need more people like that guy for sure. Yeah, and I just wish all you guys would just be happy for each other as well, right? Like that's what it should be like. You know, it's uh you know, you got, got two shows, whether it's Calgary and and um, you know, Red Deer or Vancouver. There's two promotions in Vancouver with BFL and Rise. And it's like, why don't you guys just get along and fucking help the fighters? It's not about you, you know, it's not for you guys. Yeah. Right. If you want the fighters to do well, then put them together and help each other out, right? But uh Yeah, you should know, be man, scheduling the world's, your events. The world's, uh, no, you're right, you're right. Like it's but it's all ego bullshit and it's foolishness. It's foolish. You're not the one fighting. You're not the. You shouldn't even be in the damn picture. Like, go behind the scenes. Like, you're the promoter, and like, if you're not part of it, like, at the, like at the end of the day, if, if they're, like, I, I consider it like a movie. Like, if, if you're going to watch a movie, or like, do you want to see the star? Or do you want to see the producer? Who the fuck wants to see the producer? Yeah. They want to see the fighter, man. That's who they want to see. And and if everybody, and I think people are working together. There are good. There are promoters but i man like you said it's gotta it's gotta get better where people should be supporting one and not not just that not just in fighting too but like if you have like buddies don't stop shitting on your buddy be nice to your buddy you'd be like oh he made a bad choice today but that's my friend like he's a he's a good man like i know that person well like stand up for the right thing and i find people don't do that anymore man like stand up for the right thing i'm sorry about ranting <laughs> no it's all good man there's a there's a lot of fake shit in the world, bro, mm. man. A lot of fake people, right? You got everything's, you know, you got fake. Everything's fake, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to come by a real person. Yeah, it is you know? like living in a cartoon. Uh, it's real hard to come by a real person, man. Yeah. You know, but, I got to uh, say, I, I look pretty not tanned on this podcast compared to you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, look at you, man. Look at your buddy. And you over here, man. Right, man. Put it that way. I've been... <laughs> I'm ready to fucking fight, man. I've been working fucking so hard. Yeah, you've and sent me a few messages. I like it. Fuck your... me over. Yeah. And were there fights lined up for you? Well, I can't. I was I was off a year for a big injury, right? Yeah. So, um, I was. I yeah, man. I I didn't even know if I'd ever fight again. And, um, uh, but obviously I had that strong men mental, uh you know, the strong mindset and I just kept going and I, and I, I just, just kept going, dude. I didn't give a fuck who, yeah. who said I couldn't do it anymore. Who told me to stop? Um, I have a good team of doctors around me that, that support me and, and a solid group of friends that, you know, Believe um, you. told me to keep going too. And, and, That's uh, it's weird, man. It's like these little kids you have, they're like little aliens. They're, they're, they, they they know it's like they know something we don't know <laughs> and it's just you know talking to those guys those little guys and those guys you know it's just weird conversations man um and uh i tell this all the time to people it's like if you're if you're if you're if you're healthy and you do the work you exercise you meditate you do yoga you eat clean um you know you help people um you know all that kind of stuff you, you become you're clear-minded yeah and you get to see so much so much light and 
energy and you're, you're present in the moment yeah and and you see these and and the clearest which way to go and if you're unhealthy and you're fucking staring at your phone all day and you're fucking into the drama and you don't hang out with your family and you're a bad person and you fucking eat junk food and you don't exercise well you're, you're not you going to be healthy and you're not going to see what life has to offer and you're just going to sink and sink and sink down to you know whatever it is whether it's not chasing your goals and dreams whether it's mental health problems um, all that kind of stuff man and uh i'm just so happy man that i found martial arts and i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy person and i'm I'm clear-minded and I get to see these pathways that uh, that take me to great places, man, and that, that level me up. And as a, as a father, as an uncle, as a brother, as a son, as a partner, as a fighter, as a martial artist, as a role model, a coach, a trainer. Keeps um, you real. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good, man. It's, it's really, really good, dude yeah that is it that's i love hearing that because if everybody was that happy like the world would be a fantastic place and a lot of that is simple like like you said eat healthy exercise be a good person do all these things that like you're not everybody but the majority of people on this planet were raised to do and but why are they so hard to do you know like why can't everybody be like you what, what do you think about that I think it's um, a lot of that phone bullshit, like well, you say, man. Yeah, it's definitely the phone has a big part of it, man. It's, you know, it's like where uh, the phone turns us into a fucking robot. Yeah, big um, time. But like I said, man, I don't. <clears throat> I'm here to help people, and I'm, and and I think people need to, you know, share their story more and be yeah. more open and not closed off. And you know, I. I as a young kid, I mean, as just a kid and a young adult, but when you hold on to stuff and you bottle it up, right, and you don't let it out or you're scared to let it out, then you find wrong ways to, you know, cure it or, you know, save yourself from that, that pain. And, yeah. um, you know, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, you just got to, you know, talk and it, just communicate, man. Communication is so big, and we, and we lack that now. And it's hard. I mean, you can barely look at people in the eyes anymore. Yeah. Anybody can barely look at you in the eyes and have conversation with you, right? They're so used to just doing. Yeah. You're right. very um, true. That's another reason why I like doing this. Every day I get to chat with people like you who who motivate me in this sport, right? Like, and you you can make that eye contact. It's not. It's not as you know. It's not face to face but it's still like how many times do you send a, a quick text message or instagram message back and forth and never talk to that person and it's like you said man we're turning into goddamn zombies and, and missing that like hey how are you today like and now this covid even's made it worse like hey how you doing They're like oh like hold on settle down here like you know <laughs> like i'm, I'm it's so funny here. man <laughs> like i'm just getting a loaf of bread like it's okay yeah Right? Yeah, but. that's totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, that, uh, yeah, the first one, when, when, when you got to first go out and go to the grocery store and stuff, I, I found that pretty funny. But 
again, man, to each their own. Everyone has their own yeah. opinions and own way to do things. And um, yeah, well, you know, that's a big part of the reason why I, I wanted to start my own podcast too. I mean, just because I I was lacking conversations, man, with with people and and um, lacking that communication skill. And like being a coach and being a trainer, and you know, gonna go fight again and, and doing interviews and stuff like that. If you lose it. Um, you know, you're, you're not as good as, as vocalizing what you learn or what yeah. you download or if you're reading a book or um, you listen to a podcast and stuff. If I don't talk about it with someone, right, I can write it down and I can yeah. type it up and I can Instagram post. But if I don't communicate with someone, that then I turn into a bad communicator. That vocal practice, like that right? vocal so memory. It's, uh, Totally, man. Just like anything, right? You gotta, you gotta practice at it, man. And you, and you gotta get it. And I thought, and I, I instantly thought, I'm like, fuck, podcasting will do that for me, right? So, yeah. how did uh, it go? Did again, man, it? like I reached out, I reached out to you for the podcast, and I, I still, it's just, I can't pull the trigger. I just feel so, I hesitate, and then I, I, it's just, it's just another thing to do. Like I'm so fucking busy. Yeah. Like, well, you let so me know, busy, man. man. You know, Any, anything I can do to help you out, so, you know, let, let me know by all means. Yeah, well, how come you didn't tell me about you didn't tell me about this streamyard shit, man? This streamyard is pretty cool. This was just a new one we got probably like a maybe like a month ago or five. Uh, weeks yeah, sure. Ago. We were, sure. <laughs> we were using B Live, uh, that the other one there for a while, but it's we we were kind of questioning too, like once it's like uh. Sorry. <laughs> it's like fishing, man. No secret spot. Well, it's funny when you message right, me about or what that, lures they're like, using or anything, right? Oh, how'd you catch that fish? Where'd you catch it? That's what I mean. When you message me asking about it, and I was telling you how to do it on Instagram Live, and you're like, "How come no one else would tell me this?" I'm like, "I don't know. This is like, you know, this is everyone should be helping you do this." But yeah, like I. <laughs> If you ever wanted to do one, you could host one or something on, on this podcast, you know, and we could do it. I could sit in the background or whatever, and you could host it. We're, we're all about that kind of stuff, man. Like get, like you said, get, it's just about talking and communicating with other people and, and just sharing stories. And I, I have no ego. I don't get some, I have buddies of mine that make fun of me. Like they're like, Oh, you got 16 views tonight. I don't give two shits. I really don't care who it impresses. Right. It's for yeah. me, for my own self. Fucking rights, man. I love that, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. Fuck those people, man. Fuck those friends. You know what? You know, like, I get yeah. it. They're, they're, they're your friends, but like, why would they? Why would they even say something? Like oh, that, like, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, you know? and, it's and, weird. Jealousy, yeah, man. I. It is, and, and what are people liking on fucking social media anyways these days? Yeah, I know a bunch of fucking you know. Bunch of fake shit again, right? A lot of filters and fucking, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of, ass you know, picks. big butts, big boobs, and fucking, yeah, dude. Like, it's what the fuck? That's fuck the thing. Like, uh, someone talked to me. Right. We, were, we were talking today about a, a, another fighter. He's like, I can't believe, like, I figured your podcast was really going to take off and, and be huge. Like, I'm like, well, it's just, it's just new, and and I'm not doing it for that reason. We're doing it for this reason, but more importantly it's like he's like well there's so much bullshit online that's negative and here you are putting out great content that's with all these really positive good people and no one cares <laughs> and i'm like well that's the world we live in man 
people care more about <laughs> Melissa over there who's holding a cooler uh, at the beach or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and you know what too, man? I think it's just it's our uh it's our age group as well. Yeah. Right? Like you think about how many how many friends your age fucking are on social media, you know, 30 plus, you know, 25 plus. Not many people, right? It's like 22 and under. Yeah. It's all over fucking social media, right? It's their fucking life. They don't even talk to each other in the hallways. They're on their fucking phones. <laughs> what right? are you doing um, over there? You know. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so so unless a 22-year-old knows about your podcast or, you know, yeah. something like that, it's not it, it's going to take a little bit longer to fucking to generate pop popularity, right? You're um, telling me I got to listen for an hour to that guy? No, not a chance. <laughs> no, I got shit. To hey, dude, man, podcasting, fucking, I, I love it, man. I love. I listen to some of your the, the fighters. You go, um, and podcasts. You know, man, they 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 saved my life, man, and and they 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 helped me grow as a as a as a again, you know, as a father. An uncle, a son, a fighter, martial artist. All the podcasts I listen to, man, it's it teaches me shit every day. And um, I wish I had this shit when I was in fucking school, man. Yeah, well, that's it. Like at the end of the day, we can all learn from one another. We're all just people, right? Like that's it's at the end. Of the, I always laugh too. Like I always struggle with that in school. I'm like, hold on. So that guy's reading the book to me. Like that? What? Why don't I just read the book? You know, but like everybody, you can learn from so many different things, like a teacher, like online, like there's so many methods to learn these days. It's it's absolutely bananas, man. But we could probably talk about this all. Yeah. Now. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, what do you like? You know, you, it's very few percentage of people that actually use what they learned in school, man. Yeah. You know, I still think about it. I can't I can't believe I had to fucking at one time ask a teacher if I had to go to the bathroom and she she or he could tell me no i know what the fuck are you talking about you i know go to the bathroom right now yeah fuck off. it's it's not hard to believe back then that we had to ask to use the bathroom no sit down hold on what why don't i just go piss right in the corner <laughs> yeah, yeah really i'm gonna go yeah piss yeah, right yeah. I, I think i actually did that one time <laughs> nice good for you Good for you. I love teachers, I'm, but still, you know, if they're going to be a dick and not let me use the bathroom, that's, but back then you're scared to death. You're like, oh, don't, don't do anything. But yeah, you know, nowadays things have changed, man. But before I let you go here, uh, I got to ask you a, a couple quick questions about, you know, you, being a father now, what's kind of the biggest thing that, you know, you wake up and, and you're like, well, What's something that really, obviously, your family motivates you, but like, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? Just uh, somebody that had goals and had a dream, and there we are, chased, ch chased it, man, no matter what. We lost you there. You have to repeat that. I'm sorry. We lost you the first part, Mike. Yeah, just that I had a dream and a goal, man. I didn't let anybody get in my way. I didn't let anything get in my way. And that with hard work and dedication and commitment, and uh, you, you can you can do whatever you want. Um, don't let anybody stand in the way. Don't let anything get in the way. You know, you're going to face a little bit of adversity, 
um, and you know, and and tell all my little kids, man, my daughter and and, and my nephews and my niece that um, that I have your fucking back, no matter what. It doesn't. There's no judgment, Uncle Mike and Dad. There's never going to be any judgment. Um, you know, too many people, too many family members, too many friends, teachers, all that shit. There's always judgment, right? Um, there's no judgment here. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to make mistakes. That's how we grow. Yeah. That's how we learn. That's how we get better. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm here. I got back and hopefully the, the pathway that I've chosen to take will, uh, you know, my hero's journey will get to be shown and, um, you know, talked about and provided so that they can come to me and say, Hey, you know, how do I get here? How do we do this? And how do we do that? Or what, what can I do when this happens? And, you know, whether it's, yeah, man, whether it's anything, I mean, I've been through the fucking gutter, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm here right now with, you know, with it, with, with everything I want in life, man, it's, it's, it's wicked, dude. And, that's what it is. You can't get time back and, and family's family's the most important thing in the world, man. So no question. No question. Very well said. I, I love that. I could you and and I, I have no kids myself, but I have a wonderful family who have been really supportive of me. I've went through some really tough times in my life and and still struggle with some mental health issues today. And I'm and I'm not scared to talk about it. And my mother and father and brothers have been like specifically my mother and father have been incredibly uh, supportive and my girlfriend as well like uh, you know it's important to have people around you because man not, not everybody's perfect everybody has a story to tell and everybody has their ups and downs so keep telling your story dude keep being a positive role model and uh, hopefully this isn't the last time we'll have you in the podcast and hopefully we can get you a fight in the near future too yeah Christian Soboy, if you're out there and you want to fucking fight them right here buddy let's go there you go. There's the call out. Uh, there's a guy I know you guys have been kind of chirping at one another online back and forth. So that might be a fight to make for sure. Uh, he don't want this smoke, man. Nobody wants this smoke. And there if they go. do, then fucking get a hold of FLA or get a hold of any Canadian promotion. Let's fucking do this. Sign the line. I like it. I like it. Perfect. Middleweight tournament. Here we go for the belt. For the belt. Mr. Michael Hill, thanks for joining us, buddy. Keep well and uh, yeah, lots of love to you and the family. Too, eh? Man, one love, bud. See you, buddy. Peace. Awesome. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Mike Hill, there he is. The man himself. Uh, man, a guy who's ton of experience on the East Co or on the Canadian scene. Uh, there's an interesting call up between him and Mr. Savoy there. So I know they've been chirping a little bit back and forth online. So he got it in there at the end. So Christian, if you're listening, there's a good fight for you guys. Anyway, folks, again, this fight and, uh, this episode, not fight this episode. I don't know what the hell training before this really rusty on the podcast this week. My apologies, folks. Uh, anyone listening again, thanks to our sponsors, BC kimonos, check them out online at bckimonos.ca. Tell them. Fight League Atlantic sent to you, and you'll get 0% off, but you'll get fantastic service from Mr. Brett Cooper. Always supporting the East Coast since 2014. All right, folks, lots of love to you. Fantastic episode. We will be back tomorrow night, I believe, with another episode. Uh, with <laughs> We're going to try to get this uh, one-chunk challenge underway. So fingers crossed here with our friends at over here, over here, Maritime Madness. 
Lots of love to my parents. Thanks for everything you do. Lots of love to Chelsea. If you can be anything in this world, folks, be kind. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and thanks for tuning in. As well, check out our apparel page and shop online. We'll see you tomorrow.